Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail, where mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. I am your host, Gary Ware. Today on the show, we have a very good friend of mine. We go way, 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 way back. He way is, back. Yes, very far back. And my guest is a holistic pharmacist. He's also an essential oil wizard. He's the founder of EssentialOilWizardry.com. Welcome to the show, Dr. Nick Berry. Thank you so much, Gary Ware. I'm super stoked to be on the show with you today. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And before we jump back and take a look at your journey, can you give our audience just a quick high-level overview of what you do? Well, I add value to people's lives using botanical extracts, uh, both essential oils and CO2 extracts. They are highly powerful, fragrant extracts, which are pharmacologically active at extremely low concentration. That's awesome. And we are happy for just having you on the show and, and bringing value. And I know our audience is going to just eat up everything that you have to offer. We're going to have a lot of fun together, Gary. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have fun. Um, all right, so let's let's dive right in. Let's jump into your story. So you are a holistic pharmacist. What exactly is that? So I graduated pharmacy school in 2009, and to that point, I had experience working with a number of different healing modalities. Chinese medicine was actually a modality which helped me treat and cure uh my bout of mononucleosis and chronic fatigue, which lasted about six years in intensity, all throughout pharmacy school after I uh, arrived into community college. And my journey has definitely been a wonderful one. Never could have imagined being where I am today. Yeah. And so pharmacy school, that is, I can only imagine that's pretty intense. What made you, so jumping even further back, what made you or inspired you to want to become a pharmacist and, and actually go through all of that? Ever since I was a kid, I just wanted to help people. I was fascinated by the human body and really uh, curious about how the body worked and why one little drug, one little pill can have such a profound effect on the human body. You know, what was that like? Was it pretty intense? Um, I understand you were able to get through this program at a decent, decent pace. Yeah, you know, I, I took an eight-year program and I shoved it into six. I took uh, summers included for the six years that I was in school, and I was really glad to go through the program. It gave me a solid base and understanding of how the body works, and I feel like I've been able to really incorporate that into my own unique practice and offering to the community. That's great, and you've always been an entrepreneur, and like one of the things that I, I admire about you is while you were going through school, you had a little side business where you were, were tutoring. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that and, and what inspired you to start that? Yeah, so I was always fascinated with uh, the math and sciences, and I was fortunate enough to really understand what was going on in the classroom. So for me, wanting to help people as the uh, key offering that I'm providing, 
I would utilize my ability to learn the math and the science and to share it, to communicate it in a language that's understandable to people. My tutoring company was called Mobile Knowledge Tutoring, and it kept me pretty busy while I was in uh, community college and even kept it running for about a year after I went off to pharmacy school. Was that hard to get set up to get people that wanted your assistance and, and to build up that practice? I think what really helped was the Mesa Center. It was the Mathematics Engineer Science Achievement Group. And I told them that I had ability to tutor students in math and science, and they gave me an opportunity to do so, um, free for their, for their student members. So that initial opportunity got me to um, interface with the community in a way where there was a professional relationship. And so once you were able to build up that credibility, if you will, then did all the things just sort of fit into place as you started to build this little business? You know, I heard, I heard the quote, and it says, leap and the net shall appear. And I'm finding that happening at a much larger, rapid rate these days. Awesome. That's great. And I think just the fact that while you were in school, you were hustling and you were, you know, just making money on your own. I, I think that that really shows that you have, the, you know, just passion for entrepreneurship and, and passion to do things your own way. Whereas a lot of people, you know, they just go through school and, you know, they're just floating by. But it, it just, yeah, I, I think that's great. <laughs> Thank you for the acknowledgement, Gary. Yeah, and even you know, even before that, just to bring our audience up to speed, I've known Nick since I think you were like 15, 16 years old. I was your That's boss. That's story. Yeah, I was your boss at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and we sold <laughs> photos to people that uh, got off the the roller coasters. And I remember uh, Nick Berry hustling and singing photos and selling photos to people who probably did not want to buy photos, but you just had a knack. Uh, you're very charismatic and you were just, <laughs> you know, just able to sell photos. Uh, you know, I just love giving people what they want and in, in different environments, they want different things. And I am so fortunate and blessed that my time of product service has developed into, uh, I guess a lifetime of, uh, you know, product development, product awareness, uh, giving people information to empower them themselves, their physical body, their minds, their spirits, how to incorporate yoga, health, wellness, nutrition, and essential oils all to make their life, you know, one more wonderful step up. Sweet. All right. So moving along, so you graduated from pharmacy school. And the one thing, again, that I admire about you is you didn't just take the conventional path. A lot of people, they graduate and they, I don't really know much about the pharmacy field, but I would assume mm -hmm. that, you know, once you go through this program, you immediately try to either, you know, get into practice either at a, you know, some sort of pharmacy or whatnot, but you decided to go elsewhere. Can you just take us through that, through that journey of what made you just not want to go the conventional route? Well, um, for me, pharmacy was about helping people and utilizing the information about drugs and the human body um, in a path for healing. So when I graduated school, I was 24. I shoved an eight-year program in six years, as I had mentioned, and I had a promise and a deal with myself that when I finished school, which it was many, many years of schooling, 
that I would take a little bit of time off and I would travel and I would discover who I was before I quote unquote jumped into the grind. And I was really fortunate that a position I applied for as a volunteer pharmacist on a hospital naval ship. There was a medical mission I was involved in called USNS Comfort, Continuing Promise, 2009. And it gave me an opportunity to travel to four different countries um, and provide free medical care for uh, poor and local individuals. And it really touched my heart. It was one of my first um, heart-opening experiences where I realized that there were there were thousands of people that had much less than the culture that I had grown up in, and they had such big smiles and hearts, and they were they were very happy to um, to connect with all, all of us who came in for the healing, and it touched my heart. I realized how little you need to have so much. It's so inspiring. And, and I agree. If you're not sure, if you don't know what your passion is and, and you are a recent graduate, sometimes it does take taking that time off and just go living life and, and exploring and, and find yeah what touches your heart. And your, your body will, will guide you. And, and you're right. Sometimes you just have to take that leap and then that will appear. So there's always yeah. going to be a job opportunity somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so did you have any fears just doing this and taking the time off with any sort of student loans or anything, any financial things piling up at a, at a school? Well, the student loans definitely were climbing up and there was pressure from my family to start paying them back. But I realized that it wasn't going to do me or my patients any good if I wasn't happy and if I didn't discover my inner self. And so did you, on this trip, is this the trip where you decided that there was an alternative way to, you know, provide this healing? Or were there some other touch points along the way that helped you define that? This journey gave me the independence to recognize my own magic, to be able to just fully or start to drop in fully to following the flow and knowing that I was going to be safe, healthy, and supported by all the opportunities presented to me. My unfolding of a more holistic body view of medicine uh, really continued developing when I, uh, after I finished getting my California pharmacist license, took the boards and started working at an Eastern Western pharmacy in Encino. So I worked at a pharmacy that integrated uh, different types of herbs and supplements into patient health. And I, I worked on that job for about nine months until I went to Burning Man. At the other end of Burning Man, which was an incredibly life-changing, life-upgrading uh, opportunity for me, I ran into some friends that were starting at cannabis testing facility. And the question came to me is, knowing that cannabis, uh, an illicit plant, has so many different medicinal purposes, how can a pharmacist integrate this into mainstream medicine and add value to the system that's already being created? 
so it was that opportunity that really gave me a different perspective and started me into the work with the plants. As I was doing more research about um, how the plant can be used and what the medicinal properties are, the cannabinoids and terpenes, I started getting into essential oils, which are rich in these um, fragrant molecules responsible for flavor and fragrance, and they have pharmacological activity at very low concentration. And that interest came from the study of the cannabis plant. So that's what turned me on to the essential oils, because I realized that we can augment patient therapy utilizing those powerful tools, and you can have different effects. You can stimulate a person's mood, immune system, uh, reduce pain or inflammation, and there, there's just so many different possibilities. Got it. And so for the audience members that are listening that may not be familiar with essential oils, can you just give us um, a simplistic version of, of different types of essential oils and mm-hmm. and what their potential uh, altering uh, enhancements are? Absolutely. So an essential oil is the essence of a plant, and it's taken through either most commonly a steam distillation process or CO2 extract. Um, Both of those machines will um, create a final liquid product, and it's an incredibly potent um, form of these plant medicines. So different examples of how these can be used would be peppermint oil. Peppermint oil is great for headaches. You can massage one drop into your temples. You can also diffuse it into a little bit of uh, jojoba oil or another carrier oil and then rub it into your temples. Um, for people who are having stomach aches, they can rub um, some diluted peppermint oil over their stomach. Um, Some people utilize it internally as well, taking one drop in a capsule or in one drop in 8 to 16 ounces of water stirred really well. So those are good for, it can be used for headaches, um, stimulation of digestion, and it also has um, a little bit of a focusing uh, property as well. That is remarkable, just thinking about these plants that are found, you know, all over the world that just taking, I guess, the essence of, of these plants and concentrating them, we can provide more of a, you know, organic type of of medication and, and care rather than some of the synthetic. Is that the right sort of explanation? I would say that's the right idea. The idea is that these these tools are very powerful, and there's so many different uh constituents found in the plant extracts that harmonize and synergize with each other. So they'll they'll work together and normalize, and they'll also make each other stronger. So, you know, one of the major differences when we're taking a strong pharmaceutical drug, it has a very large effect. Now, because it's a single drug agent, it doesn't have all the other plant alkaloids and things that are synergizing and balancing and harmonizing the overall properties. So you'll have a really potent effect that can potentially throw the body out of balance. And that's one way that these natural-based botanicals differ from traditional pharmaceutical medicine. 
Cool. Like, this is very intriguing. I want to dive into this, to this a little bit more and these essential oils and, and what their properties are. So we talked about peppermint oil. You know, let's say someone is suffering from from migraines or headaches. Are there any mm-hmm. anything that you would recommend in in that? Well, I have uh, my Trinity formula. Trinity is a combination of rosemary, peppermint, and lavender infused in fractionated coconut oil. And both, um, actually all three, the rosemary, peppermint, and lavender, have all been noted to be beneficial for people with headaches. How I like to work with it is um, massage it into the temples, and I've had headaches disappear within 5 to 10 seconds after applying the oil. Wow. So if someone is is starting to um, experience a migraine or a mass headache, they can apply this to the temples. Wow, that's that's great. So it's almost like you're like this cool little mad scientist. Um, how did you <laughs> how did you determine what combination of these botanicals and and whatnot had these effects? Mm, very good question. So uh, I guess I was two years out of school, um, or it was my second year working with um, uh, as a pharmacist and. I was starting to do research on essential oils. So I would go on to PubMed.gov, the government website that collects a whole bunch of research articles. And I would just start looking up individual components found inside essential oils and uh, look at studies, review information based on the pharmacological effects in the body. So I started to understand what was in the oils, how they worked in the body, and then I just did my own personal experimentation. And what I found was just fascinating and a lot of fun, and people were really stoked on it. So now you have this business, EssentialOilWizardry.com. Let's go on that journey. You know, you knew that you wanted to work, you know, in this capacity, and, you know, this was your calling. Um, how did this get started? <laughs> so I was fortunate enough to have um, – I was fortunate to have the experience working at different festivals and events. So people started uh, getting really excited about this work and about the oils, and they just wanted to try everything and would give me such positive feedback. So I started taking this to different festivals and events um, in what I call a project that I called Conscious Bartending. So using these different essential oils, we would infuse the essential oils and make uh, beverages based on how a person wanted to feel or what they wanted to experience for the day. So conscious bartending gave me an avenue to start sharing the medicine with people, and I started teaching workshops um, workshops at events. I had a few of my own personal essential oil wizardry play shops. And I started doing it at other events as well, which really got me known in the community as the essential oil wizard. So once you started doing this and you started becoming a name, I like to assume that these essential oils and whatnot, they don't come cheap. So did that require a large investment on your part? Yes. Um, so I've been, I've been working and reinvesting most of my money for the past few years because I really believe in what I'm doing. So the money and whatnot that you make on your practice goes back into the go back into the company, right? Yes, that's accurate. It's taken a number of years to get the impressive inventory that I have now. 
I started off with uh, sourcing, you know, 12 mil bottles and eventually uh, into ounce and two ounce and four ounce bottles. And it was just a year ago where I started buying in bulk and started looking into 16-ounce bottles and kilos of different essential oils. And I'm so fortunate and blessed because the collection has definitely built over time. And does that, because this is not something that is always understood by, you know, people in the mainstream, does this get the attention of the wrong types of people that you're trying to do something that is more on the, you know, negative sense? From my perspective, there's just so much room for increasing value for people. And so uh, not everyone is going to be open to essential oil uh, therapy incorporated into medicine, and that's okay. The right people are going to be turned on by it, and the right people are going to be activated and inspired by the work. Got it. And will, the healing will go where it needs to go. Did you have any mentors or, or people along the way that had helped guide you into the person that you are, um, you know, especially, you know, as it's in the area of, of getting this practice up? I would say that I've had many mentors along the way. Um, everyone from family to Levi Locke, who was my mentor um, getting into and through pharmacy school. I've um, I started my, my self-education. Um, after I graduated, and two people who really showed up in a big way as education for essential oils were John Steele and my friend Willa Paz. That's great. And so how have they sort of formed you into the person that you are today? Well, John Steele really helped me acquire very potent, clean essential oils during the beginning of my unfolding and offerings to people. And so he acted as a sounding board to different projects and mechanisms of sharing the oils with people. Ravidas, uh, my friend Willa Paz, I was so blessed to have met him last year. He invited me to go spend some time at his house in Hawaii and uh, source a whole bunch of oils and hang out and blend. And um, it was just such an incredible experience learning from someone who has built and sold a successful essential oil company um, in his time. Having the mentor was key. Did they come and present themselves to you, or did you see them just out in the space and, and you approach it? Can you talk about if someone is looking to get a mentor, whatever space they're in, on how they can go and, and tap into that? So when you're following your bliss and you are setting the intention of helping others, the universe lines up opportunities for us. So John Steele came into my life because I was seeking a source of high-quality essential oils, and I was delivered um, his contact information. And Will, my friend, was um, introduced to me by my friend Cheryl, who used to date him a number of years back. And when she met me, she just said, oh, you need to meet Will. You guys are going to love each other. And she put us in contact when he was passing through on vacation. And next thing you know, it it was about a week later, and he's like, you should come hang out at my house and blend. And I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. Awesome. And so what does that mean, uh, to blend? Um 
because you sort of talked about that in the beginning, but um, mm-hmm. for the audience that may not be familiar with that. So um, working with Pure Essential Oils, I also do my own Wizard Alchemy blends. So uh, Wizard Alchemy blends, I have a whole bunch of different categories. I do botanical perfumes for men and women. I have therapeutic formulas, essential oil tinctures. Um, there's just a whole range of products which can be developed. And um, so when I'm talking about blending, I mean the use of uh, fragrant and synergistic essential oils together, um, generally added with fractionated coconut oil, which is a carrier oil, to make it the concentration where it gets absorbed well into the skin and it's not too overpowering. Perfect. You were, in my opinion, one of the the stars of the show at one of our um, mutual friend Haley um, Haley's wedding, it was last year, where I created a drink, but you created an essential oil blend that was part of that, and it was your love uh, love potion concoction. Um, and a lot of people asked about it when I mentioned it. Can you talk a little bit about what was in that? Because I I don't think I did it justice in my explanation. <laughs> and so I think uh-huh. this is the proper form, you know, to, to have someone that might be interested to find out what was in it. Mmm, okay, the secret's coming out. You guys ready? Love Potion is a conscious bartending beverage, and it's a combination of Bulgarian rose, an Egyptian neroli, which is orange blossom flowers, and an organic uh, geranium oil. So it's a combination, a bouquet, if you will, of three lovely flowers, and what it was designed to do is to open and warm up the heart, uh, increase effectiveness of communication, and be able to drop into a loving space. And Haley, our dear friend, her wedding deserved it. That is awesome. And then if anyone is looking to get that, do you offer that on your website, consciousbartenders.com, or would they have to contact you for something you can go ahead and go to EssentialOilWizardry.com. Under my online store, I have all my uh, my products and Wizard Alchemy blends available there. Got it. Perfect. All right. That is good. And so we are going to jump <laughs> right into the lightning round. Uh, these are some questions that I ask all of my guests here on Break the Cocktail just to learn a little bit more about them. You know, they're humans just like us. And so just curious to know what makes them tick. And so first question I have for you, Dr. Nick. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a pharmacist. I was fascinated by drugs and their effects on the human body. And it just told me that uh, I can help a lot of people, generate a lot of revenue, and do what I love, do what I'm fascinated by. So it just was a win-win-win situation for me. That's great. Do you consider yourself a morning or a night person? Uh, depends when I'm trying to get things done. I'm a morning person. When I'm trying to play, I'm a night owl. Got it. And do you have any morning or evening rituals that are uh, pretty typical for you? Yeah. Every morning I have my nutrient bar. I have probably about 20 different supplements, everything from, uh, plant extracts to oil of gold and, uh, colloidal silver and, um, different superfoods and concentrates, minerals. 
Um, so every morning I like to get galactivated by uh, busting out my nutrient bar and having a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Great. In recent history or times, was there any specific sort of failure or something that you had to get over that made you stronger? Well, I feel like my intention of going to school, I, I felt like I had to work very, very hard from a young age. Um, I didn't come from a family that had a bunch of money, and I really wanted to be a pharmacist. And so maybe it wasn't so much feelings of failure, but more feelings of um, needing to be on my top game at all times. And it was it was powerful to overcome the adversity. That's great. Next question. What are your hobbies? What sort of things do you like to do for fun? Yeah, well, I, I love going for, for runs or walks or going to the beach and playing in the sand. I really enjoy meditating. I enjoy creating new blends and just experimenting in the lab. Um, and I'm also a people person, so going to different festivals and events and just uh, meeting new friends and adding my little sparkle everywhere I go. Yeah, yeah, and that that is true. That's one thing that I do love about Nick. I I'm in San Diego, and where are you currently? What like what, where are you in the world these days? In the in the geographic now, I am in Berkeley. Yeah, so you know, Dr. Nick, he you know is the world traveler, and he is always <laughs> like if he's going to be in town, you know, he'll hit you up and he'll say, hey, look, I'm in town for for a little bit, you know, if we can get together, let's get together. And that's one thing that I really do admire about Dr. Nick is, um, you know, he does keep his, his um, you know, people in his network close. And, you know, when it works out, it works out. We're all adding value to each other's lives. Yeah. I still tell everyone about the last time that we hung out and we had the power outage and we were at your buddy's house and he broke out his didgeridoo. And it was, um, you know, we had like a 20-minute little serenade from your friend um, on the didgeridoo. And I think it was very mesmerizing. That was so amazing, and I'm really glad that you showed up. Yeah, yeah, we had fun. So, <laughs> moving on, are there any books that you would recommend, you know, books that transformed your life that you think our audience would get value out of? Mm, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a good book for me as I graduated pharmacy school. Got to got me to think outside the box and realize that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and investor corner rather than work in the nine to five typically i dig my essential oil books i think the uh, essential oil safety handbook is is also a real important one for people who are interested in working with oils on a professional capacity awesome next thing is what are three things other than your wallet and your keys that you take with you everywhere that you go oh man uh well Essential oils, obviously, is going to be a, a crucial one of that. I also like to bring purified water. I typically use uh, reverse osmosis water. Um, so I have seven gallons in my portable palace that I keep full. And that's just because so much of the water uh, that comes through our pipes has um, different contaminants in it. So I think it's important to always put the highest quality food nutrition in your body. And other things that I wouldn't leave with. Um, yeah, just I really like to walk around with a smile and uh, mm -hmm. be able to be present 
and listen to other people. Um, I think it's so important uh, to pay attention to the world around you. That's great and very inspiring. So two more questions, and I'll let you go. Mm -hmm. One, is there a quote or affirmation that you like to live your life by? <laughs> the more you give, the more you get. The more you give, the more you get. The more you give, the more you get. Say it like a mantra. Got it. And you're absolutely right. I, I feel uh, you are one of the most giving people. And, yeah, you're – anytime that we're hanging out, you always have gifts um, and <laughs> always giving value. And I, and I feel like, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting what, what you give, 3X. Well, thank you for receiving that, Gary. Yeah. And last question is, could you give our audience just one simple tip, one thing that they can do today – that will help them find their passion and live an awesome life. I think it's really about dropping into your heart and listening and operating from that perspective. There's always going to be reasons on why we can't do something. However, I think once you can get past those excuses and you operate from a place of knowingness that you're following your life's bliss, the right opportunities and the right people will come into your life. I never would have thought that I had an essential oil company five years ago. I just trusted one part of my path into the next part of my path, and I'm finding it to become easier and operating at a much larger capacity as the days progress because I okay. speak my truth and I follow my heart. Awesome. Well, Dr. Nick, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you again for coming on. I know our audience is going to eat all of this stuff up. And before I let you go, you could just take a moment and just let us know how we can stay in touch with you. Absolutely. Uh, feel free to go to EssentialOilWizardry.com, and you can sign up for my emailing list. I'm actually going to be activating my first newsletter in the next month here. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be announcing my new Essential Oil of the Month Club. And I have lots of other goodies that I'm going to be releasing soon. So uh, go ahead and jump on that list at EssentialOilWizardry.com. And if you have some personal questions or want to see some of my other pro uh, projects, you can check out DrNickBerry.com, D-R-N-I-C-K-B-E-R-R-Y.com. Perfect. FYI, everyone, all these links and more are going to be at the show notes at BreakthroughCocktail.com. So if you missed anything, don't worry. Just head on over there, and you can get everything that you missed. And until next time, everyone, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.BreakthroughCocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the Insider Newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome.